0: Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 34. Been gone for two weeks, had some, uh, we'll just say difficulties with the, you know, with the app, and, uh, you know, just some stuff going on, I won't get too into detail with it, it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, we're gonna get in, NBA, my three weeks out, we're gonna do top five MVP predictions, my week three, or my three weeks out, top five rookie of the year, uh, five guys from the 2020 draft class that will have the best season. Uh, my top 7 players at each position heading into this season. And then my 3 weeks out NBA standing predictions. Um, then we'll get into college football games and spreads. Uh, I went 2-3 and 2 in both last week. I'm 13-7 overall for the spreads, 11 and 9 overall for games. Then we'll get into some soccer, a few headlines in soccer, and then we'll get into my Premier League Match Day 7 predictions starting tomorrow morning. Combat sports headlines and discussions, of course. Uh, What's next after the big UFC 266 fight card? Um, Then we'll get into NFL. Week 3 headlines and discussions from from this past week, and then we'll get into my top 5 headlines and discussions heading into week 4. My post-week 3 top 5 MVP ranks. My post week three top five most overrated teams and my post week three power 16 NFL rankings. Then we'll get into the games and spreads, which uh, last week I went 12 and four. So after the terrible six and 10 start, I think I had on week one, won 11 and five and then 12 and four. Um. Okay, hold on. What happened here? Oh, okay. That's what happened. Okay, One second while I get this figured out. Good to be back, though. Really happy to be back. Money, Leagues, Fantasy, I believe. I'm 2-1 in all three, right? Yep, 2-1 in all three. So we're looking good there. Um, let's go NFL. I didn't pick my NFL game spreads week four. So I didn't pick them all. So I'm not good right now on the spreads. Six and nine overall for my top five spreads. Last week was by far our best week, though. Uh, Packers covered on the Niners. Uh Cowboys covered the Eagles. Falcons covered the Giants. Chiefs did not cover. Raiders did not cover against the Dolphins, even though they won. Which was a shame. Here we go. I like going off. I like looking at CBS for these. They got they always got good spreads. Um let's get into this. If I could scroll down. Okay, so we didn't... Bengals, Jags, I did predict the Bengals to win. I did not take that spread. I was kind of scared of that game. Okay, so we're taking Cowboys, minus 4.5 for sure. We'll get into that a little more after. So let me get a couple more of the spreads I want. I already got I already had a t- couple spreads locked in, but I didn't pick all of them. That line's... Okay, um... Yeah, usually don't dive too deep into the spreads Immediately for the NFL You know Um, Broncos Ravens is a pick'em Which that's because Lamar banged up I think we got it now I think we're gonna have our spreads for the week obviously I need to go four and one to get an even record of ten and ten what just happened good god okay hold on I think we got it. <laughs> my bad, guys. Sorry. Slow start to the. I thought I had the spreads down. I forgot that I only locked two in. Okay. So we will be getting into NBA first. Um. And my buddy, good buddy Colton Fee, he's been back on the podcast in a few weeks. Which would be great to have him back on. Probably big NBA podcast there before the season, so I will start my MVP predictions for top five. I'm three weeks out. Obviously, my final predictions will come on that podcast because that'll be about a week out from the games. At five, so I did my set four. I said, okay, I like these four for sh- I like these four a lot. I'm gonna throw one guy in there that I think could maybe you know get in get in on that action on the action. I threw Devin Booker at five. It was debate between really Booker and Mitchell. Um, I'm going Devin Booker. I think he's developed so much as a leader. Chris Paul has helped him as a leader. He was even better. He was really good at facilitating when uh, um, Chris Paul was injured or not on the floor. Devin Booker became a good facilitator. So I really like D Book um, to have a chance here to uh, win MVP. I think he's a dark horse. So we're going to go with Book. At four, I'm going Giannis. You have to go with Giannis, right? How can you not? Man's an animal. One of the best players in the world. Um, I think he's definitely going to be in the discussion 100%. It's got to be Giannis. I think the Bucks are going to have another great regular season. He's going to have another 30 and 15 year Giannis. Four, three, Steph Curry. Even with Clay Thompson coming back. He's not coming back till two months after the regular season begins. So he's going to have to, those first two months, Steph's going to have to put up otherworldly numbers to keep the Warriors afloat. Um, and I think he does. So I expect Steph to be in the conversation for sure. Two is Anthony Davis. I think people are really doubting him. And uh, LeBron has even said that, that he's he he sees a pissed off Anthony Davis. And I think that's what we're going to get. We're going to get a pissed off Anthony Davis. I think LeBron knows Regular season MVPs don't mean anything. If he has to do it, he will. But I think he fully expects with Russ being there now and AD coming back fully healthy. I think AD leads his team in scoring. I'm expecting like a 29, 28 points a game, 13 rebounds, three blocks from AD. And I think he can do it. One, though, is Luka Doncic. Uh, I think he gets the Mavs. Or I guess see, we can take, take a sneak peek. I said he would have to have the Mavs in serious contention for a top six five seed, I have them at six right now. So I put them at six as of now. Stuff can change, injuries can happen in training camp, to where stuff changes. So I think if he can lead them to fight for the six five four spot, I think that'll be good enough to win MVP. And I think he puts up crazy numbers. Expecting, I don't think he averages triple double. Let's say thirty points, ten assists, seven eight rebounds. I think he wins the MVP. I'm going Luca right now. So my three weeks out top five rookie of the year predictions. I mean, rookie of the year is tougher and some – you don't really have – out. I don't really – you know, it's tough to pick an outside-the-box guy. So really the only outside-the-box guy I have is Davion Mitchell at three, and he was picked nine. So I think he's going to play tremendous immediately, and I think they're either going to have to – they could possibly trade for Simmons and trade Fox or Halliburton so Mitchell can become a starter, or we'll see what happens. You know, they may just run a three-guard lineup. We'll see what happens, but I think I have him at three. I have Cade and Jalen, one and two. Cade at one, Jalen at two. I think Cade's going to have a tremendous season. I think Jalen's going to have a tremendous season. Um, I think those two will be the two clear front runners for Rook of the Year, as long as they're healthy. Then i got Davion at three, Jalen Suggs at four, and then I have Scotty Barnes at five. I debated Barnes over Suggs because I know Suggs has got to deal with a, a really packed backcourt in Orlando. I'm hearing the Raptors really love the idea of playing uh, small ball at times with we'll Siakam at the five and Barnes at the four, which I love. I think that would be tremendous if they did that. I think Barnes is going to be an unreal player. So, yeah, those are my top five predictions for, for three weeks out for my rookie of the year. So, you know, we're going off last year. Who do I think will have the best season? Number three, my surprise. I'm going LaMelo and Anthony 1-2. LaMelo 1. I think LaMelo is going to have an unreal. He was, what, 16, 6, and 5 last year? I'm thinking 18 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. 6 rebounds around there. I think 18, 9, and 7 this year. Before I don't think he makes a huge jet, uh, jump up yet in scoring because he's going to you know, Rogier and Hayward—they're not the best passers, so he's going to be—he's going to have the duty of getting them the ball, and he does that. <laughs> he's up there with the best of them at assist and finding guys and making plays for guys. Anthony Edwards going to have a spectacular year. I'm expecting him to lead the pack of rookies from last year in scoring. I think he—I think he averages twenty to twenty-two points a game this year. I really do. Um, I wasn't super high on him coming out of college. You know, just hearing about the motor—is it there? Does he care enough about this? He looked damn good to me, so I'm expecting him to be a 2022 20, a game guy. Three is Peyton Pritchard. I think he's going to be the starting point guard. I don't think they start Dennis Schroeder. I think they'll keep Schroeder off the bench. I think Peyton Pritchard will be the starting point guard, and I think he has a phenomenal season. I really do. Um, I could see anywhere from 12 to 13, or 11 to 13 points a game, five, six assists from Peyton Pritchard this year. 13-6 would be a great season. Yes, I do have him over Tyrese Halberton because I think is going to now, unless Mitchell is really slow to get going – I think he's going to have to share a lot of those minutes with Mitchell because they're not going to not gonna take away De'Aaron's minutes. He's their best player. So I think that's why I have Halberton there at four. And I have Wiseman at five. I didn't really – You could have gone with some other guys, but I'm going with Wiseman. I think when he comes back from this injury, I think he is going to be good. I don't think he's going to – because when Clay comes back too, they do have some other scores now. We'll see how good Kaminga is and Moody. They have Wiggins still. So, I'm thinking, you know, if he can come in and be 15 and 10 this year, 16 and 10, that's phenomenal. That's what they need from their big. If, they can just, if he can be a defensive presence, rebound the ball, score on the post, not have to try to run everything through Stephen Clay on the perimeter, have an inside threat of scoring. So, now let's get into my top seven players at each position heading into this year. So, at point guard, okay, so. I just I, I decided that Luka was a shooting guard. True position here, because it's a positionless league. Luka will play the point, but LeBron also plays the point. So I, And I have KD at small forward as well. I have Tatum at small forward. Um, even though I think AD's playing a ton of 5 this year, I'm putting him at power forward. So let's go to point guards. Uh, seven, I have Chris Paul. I know he's getting older, and people say, well, you know, who could you have over him? But I still think Chris Paul is, a, is a, he's so valuable to that team. I have to put him in this list at seven. Six, Jamal Murray. And I really debated putting Murray at five over Westbrook. I have Westbrook at five. But I'm going Murray at six right now, coming off the injury. We'll see how long it takes him to get going. Russell Westbrook at five. I got Trey Young at four. Um, Kyrie at three. Dame at two. And Steph at one. And when we do the big NBA podcast for the upcoming season, I will do – my top 25 players overall. Uh, so then Dame, Steph, Kyrie, one, two, three. So Kyrie, three, Dame, two, Steph, one. Shooting guards. Shooting guards, so stacked. All seven shooting guards will 100% probably be in my top 20, top 22 at minimum, top 23 best players in the NBA. I have Bradley Beal at seven, and I know people will probably still like him over Levine. I don't. I'm going Levine at six. I love Brad Beale, and it was tough for me to do that, but I'm going Beale seven. Levine six. I'm going Paul George five. And why I didn't have Paul George at Small Ford is because he's officially moved to shooting guard playing with Kawhi. And he played shooting guard in Indiana to begin his career too, and they had Danny Granger. So I'm going Paul George at five. Donovan Mitchell four. Booker three. Harden two. Luca one. At small ford. This would I knew that this one's probably gonna piss people off the most. I do not have Chris Middleton at seven. I actually have Michael Porter Jr. at seven. I would take Michael Porter Jr. over Chris Middleton. Um I just like I think he shoots. I think he's a better shooter, a better all-around scorer than Middleton. Middleton's problem is definitely a better defender, but I just like Michael Porter Jr. a little better. Six, Brandon Ingram. Five, Jason Tatum. Four, Jimmy Butler. Three, Kawhi Leonard. Two, Kevin Durant. One, LeBron James. At Power Forward, I have Tobias Harris at seven. Over DeRozan, I would take Harris over DeRozan at this point. Siakam at six. Demontis Sabonis at five. Julius Randle at four. Zion Williamson at three, Anthony Davis at two, and Giannis at one. For centers, centers is good. And I know I love Gobert's off my top seven. He's not my top seven. And I, I didn't even think about him for seven. It was between Capella and Valanciunas. I went Capella. I'm going Capella seven, DeAndre eight and six, Vucevic five, Bam four, Cat three, Mb two, Jokic one. So here are my three weeks out NBA standing predictions. For the East and West. Again, this is not who the best teams are. This is how I think the regular season is going to go. So in the East, I got the Bucks finishing one. I just think that they're healthy a lot. I just think they'll stay at the one. I got the Heat at two. Love the addition of Kyle Lowry. I think they, they, they are going to be the two seed. I have the Nets at three. You know, James Harden can say, oh, we're fully healthy. Okay, yeah, and for now, you haven't played games yet. You know KD and Kyrie are going to rest. I would honestly say I would say James Harden is the most trustworthy out of the three when it comes to injuries. I would say James Harden, I think he'll play more games than KD and Kyrie do. So I'm going to have them at three because I think there will be, you know, spurts to where you're not even having Kyrie and KD on the floor because they're sitting out with, you know, being nicked up or Kyrie's, you know, prancing around somewhere. But, yeah, I'm going to go Nets 3. I'm going Hawks 4. I debated them in the Bulls. I'm not, you know, I'm going Hawks. Hawks 4, Bulls 5. I have Celtics at 6. I still just don't think they approved the defense enough. Like, I know they have Jalen Brown, but I'm not sold on Robert Williams being your starting center and paying him $55 million. Uh, I'm going Sixers at 7, just utter disarray. And, again, this list could completely change wherever Ben Simmons lands. Six or 7. And who, are the, who do the Sixers get back? Because if they get back pieces that I think fit really well, I could have them up to four. I'm going Knicks at eight. Hornets at nine. Pacers at ten. So, Hornets and Pacers making the playing game again. That's who I have. I got the Wizards at 11. I know roster overhaul. Dimwoody comes in. I just don't think the Wizards are that good. I'm going Pistons 12. Raptors 13. Not sold on their health either. Uh, Cavs 14. Magic 15. So, to the west. I have the Lakers 1 because they're so deep. I know they're older and injuries can happen, but they're so deep. I think they'll be fine with Knicks and and bruises. Lakers 1, Suns 2, Nuggets 3, Jazz 4, Warriors 5. That could flip for me by the season. I could have the Warriors over the Jazz. Mavericks 6, Clippers 7 because, yeah, I know they look good. They did play well without Kawhi um, in the postseason. But over a long period of time, I just don't think they're going to be able to hold up like people think. I'm going Grizzlies 8 to be, to be the eight seed. I'm going Pelicans 9. I'm going Blazers 10. I'm not high on the Blazers. They didn't do anything to change their roster. I don't think they get to the 6th seed this year. No way. So I'm going Blazers 10. They'll make the playing game, though. I'm going Timberwolves 11, Spurs 12, Kings 13, Rockets 14, and Thunder 15. All right, college football, games and spreads, predictions for this week. Like I said, I do in college football, I do my top five spreads for each week, and my top five games of the week. So I pick the five. I don't even pick out the games I like in the games. I just take what I think are the five best games of the week. So for the spreads, like I said, I'm 13-7 overall. I went 3-2 last week. I'm taking Arkansas plus 18.5 at Georgia. I think Arkansas's defense is phenomenal. I don't think either of these teams score enough points. to. I don't think Georgia scores enough to make this 18.5. I like Arkansas's chances to win this game. I'm taking Cincinnati minus two and a half at Notre Dame. This was a tough one for me, but I'm going to take Cincinnati at minus two and a half. Um, I really like Cincinnati. I think they're a playoff team. In a year where I believe there's no dominant team, and I think really few playoff teams, and we're going to figure out this week who's... I think we're going to figure out a lot about teams this week, who's legit and who's not. Give me Fresno State minus nine and a half at Hawaii. I know 9.5 is a lot of points to cover, but I like Fresno State a lot. I think they're a really good football team. Only lost to Oregon by 7, who I think might be the second-best team in college football. Fresno State. I'm going Old Miss plus 14.5 at Alabama. I think they cover. I actually think they win this game set tomorrow. I really do. I think Old Miss beats Alabama. And I'm going Auburn plus 4.5 at LSU. LSU doesn't impress me at all. I think they're not good at all. I think Auburn is good. Defensively, they're really good. I think just Bo Nix or the other quarterback, they got to figure that out. So those are my spreads. Now my top five games of the week. I'm 11-9 and nine overall, 3-2 and two last week, so, you know, not the best. Uh, numbers. My numbers, I do do rankings, so these are my rankings, not the AP poll or the college football playoff. I have Arkansas at 7, t- on the road at number 2, Georgia. I do have Georgia winning 31-23. That game's at Saturday at noon Eastern. Tomorrow at noon Eastern. Number eight, Cincinnati at number nine, Notre Dame. I'm going Cincinnati 27 24. That's Saturday. That's 2 30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Number 5, Oklahoma at K-State. I'm going Oklahoma 2717. That's tomorrow at 3 30 p.m. Eastern time. And then I'm and then you got Old Miss Alabama. I'm taking number 11, Old Miss to win at Alabama. At number one Alabama, 38 34. Uh, Number 20, Baylor. At number 18, Oklahoma State. I'm going Oklahoma State 30-23. That's the night game Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So here we go. A little football headlines and dis- discussions. Soccer, football. Uh, Messi gets his first goal at PSG versus Man City in the Champions League group stage. They, you know, Man City dominated possession. They were uh, they were pressing hard, but just couldn't find a goal. PSG's back line held up well. Um. Gaya got a goal, and then Messi gets a goal late to clinch it two 0 over Man City. Uh, as my as my guy Mark Goldberg calls him, memories, FC or uh, moments, FC. You know, uh, United, they just don't play good during the game, but they find a couple moments here and there to win a game. Ronaldo wins it at the death versus Villarreal in the Champions League group stage, two one. He scored, I believe there was five seconds left till it hit the ninety fifth minute, which it was there was five minutes out of the on, unbelievable. Couldn't agree with him more. Moments FC. Uh, Barcelona lose again in the Champions League. 3-0 to Benfica. That's two 3-0 losses in the Champions League. They have 0.6, negative 6 goal differential. Rough start for Barcelona this season. Premier League match day, seven predictions. So we got tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Man United at Everton. I got Man U winning 2-1. So we got four... 10 a.m. Eastern games. Chelsea at Southampton. I got Chelsea 2-0. Wolves at Newcastle, 2-2 draw. Leeds at Watford, give me Leeds 2-1. Burnley at Norwich, give me Burnley 2-0. Then the this is called the primetime game for uh, the, the 12.30 p.m. Eastern. is the primetime game basically on Saturdays. Arsenal at Brighton, who's playing unreal. Arsenal in, getting in good form though. I'm taking Arsenal 3-2 tomorrow to get to beat Brighton on the road. Then we got some Sunday games, 3-9 a.m. Eastern games. Tottenham at Aston Villa. I'm going Tottenham, 3-1. West Ham at Brentford. Give me Brentford, 3-2. And then Crystal Palace versus uh, Leicester City, 1-1 draw. Then the main game is 10 a.m. Eastern. Liverpool at Man City. Give me Liverpool, 2-1. All right, so some combat sports headlines and discussions. We'll go boxing first. Manny Pacquiao. Has officially announced his retirement from boxing. He is running for the president of the Philippines. Wish him all the best. Unbelievable career. One of the greatest to ever do it. Only ever, only ever eight division world champion in boxing. Eight divisions, he captured a belt. Unbelievable. Man, he's a legend. Still think the Conor fight could happen. Uh, Alexander Usyk upsets Anthony Joshua via unanimous decision. Joshua has a rematch clause and says he will use it. Has 30 days, I believe, to decide on it. He will do it. Uh, It was 117, 112, 116, 112, and 115, 113 on the scorecards. I did not catch it. It was the middle of the day on Saturday. I did not catch the, the fight. I've seen highlights. It looks like Usyk just put it on him. He just looked to be the more slick and better boxer, which I said he was. I said I did not think Usyk would win this fight. Let's get that straight. I did not think Usyk would win this fight. I thought it would be close. Well, Usyk basically, I wouldn't say dominated, but controlled the fight. Uh, Crawford versus Son Porter is official for November 20th. Great fight. I think Bud Crawford gets a finish in that fight, honestly. I know uh, Porter's tough, but I think Bud Crawford gets him out of there. And we are one week out from Fury Wilder 3 next Saturday. I believe it's in Vegas. Fury can put this to bed. And now it looks like Fury will. I was thinking, because he gave out that list of who he's going to fight. I was thinking, okay, probably not. Because I was expecting Joshua to beat Usyk. So, okay. So Joshua's going to beat Usyk last weekend, and then Fury is going to beat Wilder this weekend. Then we're going to get Fury-Joshua. Now you're probably going to get Fury versus Dillian White if he wins. Or if Fury loses, you're going to get a fourth fight. But so what I, I think happens is, so we're in October. I'm going to say January. Early January will be Usyk-Joshua, or even February, because Joshua may want to take time. Wilder will face Dillian White in January, February as well. That's why I think happens. In May, John Jones arrested in Vegas. Unbelievable. Domestic violence uh, came out. There's some really just awful reports came out about this. Hopefully Jones can get his shit together. Um, you know, it's just, you know, he said he's got, he said he's going to leave alcohol in his past. Says he just, with his brain trauma from fighting, he can't be drinking like he, you know, like he does sometimes. So, I hope he gets on the straight and narrow. I really do. Um if what is true about if he really did hit her and she was ble- what she was bleeding because he hit her, he's a piece of shit and he should be in trouble. I have a feeling that nothing will be done about this though. Um it's just really sad, man. It's really sad that it's that's why it's tough for me to put him as the greatest ever. Like it's tough to say, man, John Jones is the greatest fighter ever because yeah, I understand. It's like, well, if you look at just fighting, he is, isn't he? Yeah, I understand that. But fighting isn't. It's sports are like that. It's not about off the field non. It's not about just on the field too. You have to be able to contr- You have to be able to be great at everything, on and off the off the outside of the cage. You can't just be one one or the other. You know, you got to be good both ways, and that's why I think GSP and Anderson because Anderson's. Anderson's steroid, whatever that bullshit was, wasn't because he was using performance performance enhancing. He was using it to get, you know, he was using it to recover. You know, and it sucks. You you know, he shouldn't have done it that way, but that's why I just look at George St. Pierre and Anderson Silva. I hold them higher than John Jones. GSP never had a whisper outside of the cage. And he won every, he beat every guy he fought. Because, yeah, he lost to Hughes and he lost to Sarah, but he revenged those. So he's he never, you know, he beat everybody he fought, too. It's tough, man. All right, so Volkanovski retains the title in an all-out war versus Ortega versus Villanueva's decision. Unbelievable fight. Still don't understand how Ortega got out, or, I mean, Volkanovski got out of the guillotine. The triangle was tight, too, but that guillotine would have uh, tapped... Or, um, when I, or would have uh, had uh, many men unconscious. Unbelievable fight. Or taking these. Go back to the drawing board. He's fine. You know, I think he made a mistake not using leg kicks. I think you got to use leg kicks against Volkanovsky. Because when he did kick him, the few times he did, it hurt him. He was kicking low and kicking hard, and he didn't use him enough. He, he's got to watch that take and get better. We'll get into what's next here in a minute, though. Shevchenko dominates Murphy. Is Nunes next? I hope so. Come on. So Jessica Andrade is the number one women's flyweight in... Than a one-woman's 5 weight like contender in the UFC, we saw that. What do you? What are we doing next? Uh Lawler gets a TKO win over Nate. What do you make of the fight? You know, I mean, it was it was interesting. It was it was action-packed from the get-go. But, God, they just both looked bad. I really I really didn't think Nick looked good. Honestly, I thought he looked slow, out of shape. I know he was injured. I loved it. I, I'm not going to jump off completely. I want to see him fight again. One seventy. And we'll get into what's next and what fight I'd love to see for him next at 170. Um, if both these guys are to continue to fight, it needs to be 170. Marab gets hurt early but ends up stopping Marais in round two. Marais, man. Unbelievable. This guy has one round in him. And what amazes me is the Aldo fight. He was fine for all three. I don't understand it. I really don't. Rob got a big win. Talk about what's next for him soon. Uh, Jessica Andrade gets a stoppage win over Cynthia Calvillo at the end of round one. First person to stop her. Big win for her. Dacus gets a big win. Stops Shamil in round two. Then he turns around and agrees to fight Derek Lewis later this year. That's an awesome fight. Dan Hooker beats uh, Nasrat via UD. He impressed. His wrestling was good. His striking was good. He turns around, and in a month, he's going to take on Islam. For steps in for the injured RDA. That's an awesome fight. I think he can give Islam tons of problems. I do think I would favor Islam and probably pick him because it's safe. Don't be surprised Dan Hooker gets that done. Sean O'Malley will take on another up-and-comer in Raleen uh, Paiva at UFC 269 on December 11th. Dom Cruz, Pedro Munoz will also be added to that card. So what's next? We'll start from the top. The prelim, the main prelim. We're not going to talk about Dacus or Hooker. They have fights. Marlon Marais, I'd put Casey Kenny. Step back. It's a, and it's a good fight to test where Casey Kenny's at. So I like that fight. Marab, winner of Frankie Edgar Chido Vera because really everything above him is booked. So maybe the winner of Edgar Chido Vera unless he waits really long and tries to take on the winner of Cruz and Munoz. For Cynthia Calvillo, Alexa Grasso is a great fight. I would love that fight. Uh, Andrade, I'd put Lauren Murphy in there. I mean, Andrade is trying to clear out the division, she hasn't fought Lauren Murphy. So maybe Lauren Murphy could be next. She wants to get back up there immediately. Jessica Andrade, good fight. Jairzino Rosenshoek, who lost to Curtis Blades. We didn't talk about that fight. That was a stinker. Uh, You know, Blades just really out-wrestled him the entire fight. Rosenshoek Aspinall. I love that fight. Why not? And for Curtis Blades, it sucks, because I really don't think he's a championship fighter, but there's nothing else. Maybe if Stipe wants to get a fight in there, you do Blades and Stipe. For Nick Diaz. (coughs) Here we go. 170 pounds. Donald Cerrone's final fight. Do Nick Diaz, Donald Cerrone for Cerrone's final fight. Give Cerrone a big name. A guy maybe he knows this is his last fight. Maybe he'll get up for that. Robbie Lawler, Mike Perry. That would be awesome. I would love Robbie Lawler, Mike Perry. That would be batshit crazy. Lauren Murphy, we talked about that Andrade Shevchenko. Has to be Nunez if Nunez beats Juliana Pena because if Nunez somehow loses to Pena, there will be an immediate rematch there. But let's say Nunez is going to win. So we're going to say her next option should be to wait unless she wants to get another fight in. Wait to see who wins this fight. Ortega. I put Calvin Cater. I don't think it's not a massive step back because it looks like my rankings at bantamweight. So, oh no, Featherweight. So I have Volkanovski 1. I have AJ McKee 2, Holloway 3. And then you got Pitbull in there. So really, Calvin Cater would be actually, instead of 9, he'd be ranked 7 if it was just UFC rankings for me. So it's not a massive step back. You got Giga out there. I don't know what they're going to do with him. You could maybe do Giga. Korean Zombie. Maybe they do Giga versus Ortega. I don't know if they want to do that, though. We've already seen Ortega, Chan, Sung Jun. So I think Cater. I think Cater's a perfect fight for these two. So I think you do Cater versus Ortega next. Oh, obviously, Ortega's going to need some time off. Volkanovski. It's not the winner Max Hallway. yeah here. Let's run it. Henry fucking Cejudo. Do I think Henry Cejudo beats him? No. But do I want to see Henry get the opportunity? Let's do it. Fuck it. Why not? Big fight? Big fight? Henry Sudo knows. Size-wise, tough to beat like guys like Ortega, Holloway, Giga, because they're big. And I understand Volkanovski is the best fighter at, at a featherweight right now, but around the same size. So I understand where he's coming from, thinking, I want that chance. Give me a chance. I want it. Let's do it. I'm so down for it. NFL. So we're going to do the week three headlines and discussions from this past week. Chiefs drop two straight, loose to the Chargers 30 at Arrowhead. Is it time to panic? No, no. I'm gonna say it loud and clear. No, it is not time to panic. Chiefs will be fine. Uh, we'll get into the we'll get into the Week Four headlines here in a minute. Uh, Raiders and Broncos both get to three and zero. So we'll get into this, we'll get into this a little more later. I think the Raiders are legit. I don't think the Broncos are. The Broncos haven't played a good team yet. I think the Raiders are good though. Very good. Uh, Rams hammer Bucks at home 34 24 dominating the entire game. I mean, the Rams look good. Uh, I think Bucks bounce back though. They're fine. It's not right off Tom and the Bucks. Good God. Steelers got dominated by the Bengals 24 10, fall to 1 and 2. That is a team I do think it's time to panic. Ben looks bad. The defense doesn't look all the best. We'll see what happens. They play Rodgers this coming week, Sunday. Uh, Rodgers leads late drive to set up Crosby game. Winner Packers beat Niners 30-28. Don't you ever doubt. Discount double check. Aaron mother effing Rodgers. 37 seconds, no timeouts. Two big completions to Devontae. Field goal, 51-yarder Crosby. What a game that was. Cowboys blitzed the Eagles 41-21 on Monday night. and proved to 2-1. Cowboys look good. They're scary. That offense is scary. And they're playing the Panthers this week. And I always thought, oh, they've got the best defense. Okay, well, the Panthers haven't played anybody. Now they're going to play a real offense this week. So let's get into my top five headlines and discussions heading into week four. Brady returns to Foxborough to take on Belichick and the Pats. God, I cannot wait. They're promoting this game like it is the Super Bowl, and it's going to do big-time ratings Sunday night, and I cannot wait for that game. We'll get into the predictions, obviously, but I cannot wait for that game. Can the cards shock the Rams? I do think they have a chance to beat the Rams. Um. Gonna have to be turnover free. And you can't you can't uh You can't get behind. You gotta be able to keep pace, and I think Murray Murray's the guy that can do that. Can Raiders stay unbeaten Monday night at LAC? I do think they can. I don't know. Obviously we'll get into that prediction. I do think they can stay undefeated though. I think that's a great game. Tough game, both ways. I love that Monday night game. I think they do have a chance to stay unbeaten though. Can Cowboys stay rolling and give Carolina their first loss? For sure. Carolina hasn't played anybody. They don't have CMC. I like Cowboys pretty big, honestly. I think two touchdowns. I don't know how close I have it, though, my predictions, to be honest. But I do like the Cowboys. All right, I have it a little closer than that. But I do like the Cowboys. Cal- I like the Cowboys to cover four and a half, for sure. Let's just go with that. Uh, Chiefs must beat Eagles in Philly or it's the panic time. Yeah, if they lose to Philly, it is completely panic time, I will say. You can't lose to Philly, especially after what the Cowboys just did to Philly they got to go in there and do that. No, I'm not going to say you got to blow them up by 20. I expect Chiefs to win by this game by two touchdowns, though. More, double figure points, 10 points. I expect them to dominate this game. So my post-week three, top five MVP ranks. Five, curveball, no quarterback. I have Cooper Cup at number five, my MVP ranks. At four, Dak Prescott. At three, Aaron Rodgers. At two, Matthew Stafford. And at one, Kyler Murray. Derek Carr barely missed the list. I'm, I'm, I'm playing the Hogan game still with Carr. My post-week three top five most overrated teams. Seahawks are five. I think they're wildly overrated. Um, and this is what I've seen through three weeks. I just think Seahawks are overrated. I got the Steelers at four. I said before the year. I thought I was going to be wrong after their first game, but I think I might end up being right. Do we still have that? Where do I have them finishing? I had them finishing eight and nine third in the division. No, yeah, I might not be too off, too far off to be honest. I thought it was gonna be uh, Broncos three. I do think the Broncos are solid. I bet they do have a losing record though in this season. I will, I'll bet that right now. Bengals. I know I picked them to win last night, and they had a win. It was the Jags, and they needed to come back. I think they're overrated though. Panthers. I think they're widely overrated. Um, they haven't played anybody yet. Now they could change my mind possibly if they can beat the Cowboys. All right, so let's get to my post-week three, Power 16, NFL predict- or NFL rankings. At one, I have the Dallas Cowboys, or the Los Angeles Rams. Sorry, Cowboys homer, but Los Angeles Rams one, Buccaneers two, Cowboys three. I still have the Chiefs at four, and you all can fuck off of that hate. I still think the Chiefs are going to turn around and be completely fine. Five Cardinals, six Bills, seven Packers, eight Browns, nine Ravens, ten Chargers, eleven Raiders, Titans twelve, Niners 13, Broncos 14, Seahawks 15, Panthers 16. So let's close out this episode with my games and spread predictions. Let's go. Um. So let's uh let's kick off with the games. We'll do the games first. So I am twenty-nine and nineteen after the six and ten week one. Uh I went eleven and five in week two, twelve and four in week three. Three, so now I'm 29-19. I did have the game right last night. I had Bengals 24-17. I think it ended 24, 28, 21, something like that. Great game that was Thursday night. Sunday early games, 1 p.m. Eastern. Panthers at Cowboys. I got Cowboys 27-20. Browns at Vikings. I got Browns 27-23. Chiefs at Eagles. Chiefs 38-24. Redskins at Falcons. Redskins 23. Falcons 21. Texans at Bills. Texans 16. Bills 30. Lions at Bears, Lions 24, Bears 20. Colts at Dolphins, Colts 23, Dolphins 20. Giants at Saints, Saints 24, Giants 17. Titans at Jets, Titans 31, Jets 17. Titans are missing Julio and A.J. Brown this week. I still expect them to win. Sunday midday games, 4.30 p.m. Eastern around. Cardinals 27, Rams 31. Ravens at Broncos. I'm going Ravens 24-21 to dogfight. Seahawks at Niners, Seahawks 27, Niners 30. Steelers at Packers, Steelers 24, Packers 31. Sunday night, Buccaneers 31, Patriots 20. Monday night, I'm going Raiders 31, Chargers 34, and I think it's just an utter shootout, great game. So let's get into the spreads. I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident here. 3-2 and two last week, 6-9 and nine overall. I started off what? One and four, oh no? I should be more than that. I should have more game. No, no, I shouldn't. we more in week four, yeah, because I went one and four, two and three, three and two. So we're, we're we're tracking good, and I'm still taking the goddamn Chiefs again. They've hurt me almost every time I pick them. Chiefs minus six and a half at Philly. They cover Cowboys minus four and a half versus the Pan- at home versus the Panthers. Buccaneers minus six and a half at New England. Colts plus three and a half at Miami and Titans plus minus five and a half excuse me, that's a minus five and a half at Jets. Feels good to be back, and uh, we'll be back either, we'll probably be back Tuesday after the Monday Night Football games. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.